This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Explorers. Or The Explorer. Is it wait, I just lost the title. Just Explorers. Uh, yeah, Explorers. Yeah, just, just Explorers. That was that that's the, the actual title. Yeah. Came out in nineteen eighty five, directed by Joe Dante, written by Eric Luke, starring young Ethan Hawke. Uh, young and living River Phoenix and Jason Prasong. Pr- <laughs> too soon. Yeah, I don't know if it's on anybody's list, but there, there's this movie's got quite the cast. <laughs> yeah, is Prasong anybody? Uh, I don't He's think he person. went on. I don't think he went on, went on to do much. But the uh, the Wolfgang parents, it's yeah. James Cromwell and Dana Ivey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the bully kid was Danny Nucci. Uh, the, <laughs> the Nucci. Yeah. The uh, the the girlfriend, uh, she was in a bunch of 80s movies, Amanda Peterson. Uh, well, there's one actor I'm going to mention later, uh, right. but uh, Robert Picardo of uh, Star Robert Trek Picardo. Star Trek Voyager fame. Mm-hmm. Cap- is he Captain Picardo? That's a Spanish Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> Picardo. Oh, and <laughs> let us not Picardo. forget Misak Taylor. <laughs> I just want to see Mexican Star Trek now. Roberto Picardo. Steady as she goes, no more dos. All right. I did not see this. is my pick. I did not see this in the movie theater. Um, I did get it as a rental from the from the Blockbuster or whatever store it was at the time. Not Video Lotus? <laughs> not Video Lotus. <laughs> it probably was Music Plus, actually. I think we've talked about this in the past. It was Music Plus or The Warehouse. Um. Yeah, the warehouse. Video and I think warehouse. it was one of the ones, kind of like with the Goonies. My mom kind of picked it out. No, you'll like this. Space and once Goonies. again, <laughs> there was uh, aliens. So I was a little going to be scared of uh, scared of it, and I'll talk about that a little bit more. But it wasn't that scary. And uh, and it was one of the movies that we watched a lot. And so instead of renting it every time, I think my dad had like a three rent rule, and then after that he just burned it, <laughs> taped it, whatever it was back in the day. Burned it. <laughs> And so we watched this a lot as a kid, but it has kind of fallen away. I haven't watched this in a long time. So as where Goonies and other stuff has stayed on the list, this has kind of disappeared. Um, that's my history with it. Uh, Scott? Uh, yeah, I don't remember if I saw this in the theaters. Probably not. That's probably a little too young. Uh, but yes, I do remember watching this once or twice as a kid, but it certainly wasn't anything in the regular rotation. Um, probably like the first time I really remember watching it was on Channel 13 when it wasn't showing Conan the Barbarian or Conan the Destroyer <laughs> mm-hmm. or uh, Never Ending Story. Never Ending Story. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I remember really liking this, but not quite to the level that I, I wanted to watch it over and over again. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex. Yeah, this is a rental for me as well. Uh, I know I saw it on VHS for the first time. It was okay. I liked it as a kid. I don't remember this uh, being a standout movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's it. All right. Well, one thing before we get started, I was looking like, it seems like we have a lot of movies from the mid-80s. And so this is 85, and I've on IMDb here. You got The Goonies, Back to the Future, Rocky Four, Breakfast Club, Legend... The, the what? The, the what club? <laughs> Bre- Breakfast club. Okay. What did I break, say? Break, 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 yeah. Sorry. Return to Oz, which that's a scary movie. I don't know. Oh yeah, I know. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> I feel like that one like went. Did that actually go into theaters? I don't know, but I didn't see it in the theaters. So yeah. Yeah, that one was kind of fucked up. Uh, Pale Rider, which I've never seen. Oh yeah, um, that was a good but one. Yeah. Real Genius, which we've done. Uh, <laughs> European Vacation. Clue, Weird Science, Rambo, First Blood, Part 2, Teen <laughs> Wolf, Commando, A Room with the View, Come and See, Brazil, Color Purple, Thunderdome, Now I'm just skipping out. Better Off, wow, Cocoon. That was a hell of a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hell yeah. Silverado, Staying on Fire, A View to a Kill. Damn. 
Summer Rental, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Return of the Living Dead, Lady Hawk, Red Sonja, Fletch, Spies Like Us, <laughs> Friday the 13th, The New Beginning, Fletch Lives, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, <laughs> and The Black Cauldron rounds out your top 50. So, it's a good year. Huh. I, I, I was wondering which came first, this or Goonies, and I looked it up. I was surprised to see that they came out in the same year. Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder if this was made with the knowledge that that a Goonies-like vehicle is coming, or if they just happen to come out in the same year. Yeah, uh, I have a feeling that they would try to make more of a pirate-themed movie, if that was the case. You well, know, I, Hollywood likes to rip each other off like yeah. that. I, I feel like this movie had enough going for it that it, it's not really a, a Goonies ripoff, if, no, that, yeah. if, that, if that happened to be the case. Yeah, I agree. And I will say that this is Joe Dante, who also did gremlins which he was wasn't supposed spill. to direct that day <laughs> jesus <laughs> um, terrible <laughs> uh who did gremlins which was a spielberg thing so in spill goonies was a spielberg thing so they're probably all buddies i don't know they probably weren't trying to jack anybody mm-hmm. that sounded way dirtier than i meant it to be but you know what i'm saying here yeah <laughs> all right so 85 was a good year let's get into our list here so as usual we're going to talk about seven topics about the movie I will go first, and um, so this is my movie, but I, I do have a couple negatives, and I thought this movie was really it held my attention, basically until they went to space, and then it kind of got boring for me. Yeah, me, that that it, yeah. as definitely as an adult, like watching this again. Yeah, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I kind of even remember that as a kid because as I was watching this. Or at least that's what stuck with me. Because I was like, okay, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that. And then once I got into space, like, I don't remember any of this. Everything on the spaceship. I mean, I knew they meant some teenage aliens, but that's all I remembered. So um, it does kind of fall off, I guess, the last third of the movie. But um, I'll have more to say about the first two thirds. But yeah, the last third kind of sucks. And I just didn't like it. So that's my number seven. Mm-hmm. Scott. All right, my number seven was, uh, I, it, like, the first, uh, I don't know, third of the movie, I, I wasn't, I, I was uh, happily not, finding myself not annoyed by all the computer bullshit, <laughs> with this being 1985, uh, but that didn't last too long. <laughs> so, I, I think, for me, it's just worth commenting that, that I eventually came back around to my usual, this is stupid. Um, again, there's, it, it, to be fair, this is 1985. Nobody knew about computers, really. That's true. But uh, at one point, I think River Phoenix's character talks about his computer and says, it's only a 128. Like, yeah. No idea what he was referring to there. Like, the, I guess it would have to be the memory, right? Don't know. The hard drive. <laughs> yeah. 128 kilobytes. That yeah. sounds about right. 128 yeah. keys, 128 bit. I don't yeah. know. 28 yeah. baud mm-hmm. modem. Killer refresh rate. And then the, uh, uh, I actually kind of like the the stupid computer representation of moving the the energy ball around. <laughs> um, like the XY coordinates, XYZ coordinates. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least like to begin with. Yeah, you just um, type, type in the coordinates on the keyboard. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, but then they had the early CG graphics for the inside of the computer. And I wonder if this was the movie that like set the bar for that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, this is what the inside of computer looks like. <laughs> mm-hmm. what are you oh, like in the dream? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, you know, all in all, it was another, like, computers are magic. Like, they're just randomly producing these energy balls with mm-hmm. a keystroke. <laughs> so how about when they take it outside... And they just don't plug it into anything. Yeah, I was, I was like, I, I, I rewatched that scene because I was like, did he pull out like a battery? I don't know. Ah, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> you just it was, that, it was that like yep. double D battery or something. Jesus right? Christ. Yeah. Well, at one point they actually show him like throwing in like a car battery on yeah, the spaceship, building the ship. Yeah. Right, but I, but that was probably just for the lights because there was like twelve watts or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it was. Uh, although that might have ran a computer back then, who knows? Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, just computers are magic. It, it, was, it was a bit much as you know. Now as an adult, as a kid, I'm sure I thought like, "Oh yeah, computers are the best." And uh, anyway, that's my number seven. <laughs> All right. Computer Alex. bullshit. 
My number seven, it's uh, a little Easter egg when they go to the drive-in, which, by the way, it's like, where, where are we going to take this thing? I don't know what's happening on Friday night. Oh, the drive-in. That's where it's at. Yeah. So they go to the drive-in, and they're watching this fake movie. And um, I don't know how many people in 85 would have gotten this reference. Probably only the super nerds, but in the movie, it was Robert Picardo. Uh, as this cheesy alien with a wig and whatnot, and somebody calls him Star Killer, and yeah. knows that right away. It's like ah, Easter egg. Do you think it was? I I bet it's just a coincidence. What? No, him being buddies with Spielberg. He had to know Lucas too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being this... I, I, I thought about it. I mean, I definitely caught it, but I thought it was probably a coincidence. But it would be interesting to find out. Because like we weren't, no one was reading old scripts and stuff back then. Because that was never public knowledge until like the scripts leaked and stuff, right? Well, he's an insider. The people that make these movies know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's got the same first name. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. Jerry. Okay. Um, my number seven is which I kind of talked. Your number about six. The, no, my number six. <laughs> I talked about at the very beginning. <laughs> Is it just doesn't hold up with the other kids' classics? Like, um, and I don't think most of them do, which I think kind of sets Goonies apart. Yeah, um, I'm sure if I go back and watch Flight of the Navigator or something like that, it's not going to hold up either. Um, but yeah, it was a little hard watching it this time around. And it's weird; I didn't watch this I, not too long ago, and I felt like it did hold up. But just that extra couple years made a difference, I guess. I don't know. And maybe Stranger Things has come out between now and then, and. Taking that concept but just modernizing yeah. it. The kids were using the walkie talkies. They were, and this definitely. I'm sure you could find some direct. Maybe Stranger Things season three, they're going to build a spaceship. I don't know. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. They borrow from different movies, yeah. but yeah, it didn't hold up. So um, it was fun seeing it. So, yeah, but yeah, this would never go back on my rotation like Ghostbusters, not Ghostbusters, Goonies, or maybe Gremlins or something. So. That's my number six. Alex. Scott. Fuck. Shit. Balls. <laughs> number six. Uh, is As Alex just mentioned, the fake movie. Like, that's really the only thing that made me laugh. It was <laughs> like, they, they did a really good job with that. Just how fucking cheesy it is. And yeah. how props are getting knocked over. And they like, <laughs> like you see the actor, Robert Ricardo, like picking up the prop and, setting, prop and setting it back up again. And... Just the close-up of them making out and the, the joke about if she's going to take her clothes off. And then, uh, like, exactly something we would have said when we were kids. Like, or at least we would have thought it. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, j- just that, that whole sequence of everything that was on the screen and, like, the shitty makeup and like the the, the weird, like, kind of overdubbed uh, audio from it. Uh, you know, it was... It was like I said, it was really the only part that made me laugh. So, yeah, the the fake movie, Star Killer. All right. Alex, number six. Nailed it. <laughs> My number six is I had to do a double take when I saw the neighbor from Gremlins. Yeah? I was like, holy shit, it's the Gremlins guy. Yep, Dick Miller. Yeah, that's it. And then he turned out to be... Uh, he didn't want to stop the guys from going on their adventure because they, it was nice that they alluded that he might have had some of the same dreams when he was a kid, but he didn't get as far as they did. Yeah. I might have more to say about that. Mm. Well, then that's all I'll say about that. All right. All right. Jeff, number five. Um, Nailed it. <laughs> as I kind of mentioned, the, the alien, I was scared to watch this. And th- while the aliens aren't scary... Part of it is, and I remember it being, if, that's why my icon is, if you see his mouth and look where his eyes are and don't, where his where his real eyes are supposed to be, it's a effed up looking creature. Yeah. And then, but yeah, I look up, he has his antenna eyes, but I just remember like I would be fixated sometimes on just, and his lips would be all slimy when he's doing all his commercials and everything, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. It didn't, but it did. I don't know how to describe it. Um... It's just something as I was watching it, getting going, oh, yeah. And it's like, it's if you just block the antennas, all of a sudden it's a very scary, like, uh, Hellraiser-type-looking thing almost, like with no eyes, just the <laughs> mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and then you look at the antennas, it's fine. And I don't know, I was, 
uh, freaked me out a little bit as a kid. So that's my number five. Scott, number five. Yeah, my number five is, uh, and I I like this just on being an 80s movie and not having this one trope that there was no uh, stupid chief, (laughs) Um, in this case a stupid chief adult, uh, to cock block them. Um, yeah. The closest, closest they come is, uh, is again, the the helicopter pilot, the uh, Dick Miller who showed up as the, the angry neighbor in Gremlins, as Alex pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watching it now as an, an adult, I really liked how he, you know, he wasn't trying to stop the kid, uh, you know, and he, he was actually happy for him. There was a nice little kind of twist in the middle of the movie. And then that was that, like, <laughs> you don't see the guy again. Um, but it was cool, like, and, and I'll talk Grand more about the, get him. yeah, I'll talk more about the like the whole dream thing later in my list. But uh, just that, that, yeah, he had these dreams as a kid, um, and that was kind of like one of the big themes of the movie was, uh, you know, these these child like dreams that that uh, well kids have uh, about going into space or being an astronaut and all that stuff. And uh, I, I know that that as a kid, that's what held my interest. Uh, you know, I had a brief passing interest in like all that the NASA and space stuff. Um, so, yeah, I just between watching it now and uh, remembering when I watched it as a kid, I, I again I just like that uh, that this guy was kind of living vicariously through them. Yeah, he was. So that's my number five. There oh, it is, good one. Alex, number five. My number five, as you mentioned, is the Tron Dream, which I think that's what really uh, sparked my attention. Uh, is as a kid, at least, would have really hooked me, because I loved Tron as a kid. So it, them having like a li- opening dream sequence, it being a lot like Tron, you know, how he gets digitized into the computer and flying through in first person or whatnot, and then having the dream about the special circuit board thing that he draws on there. That was so cool. It took me back to when I first saw the movie. Yep, yeah, it's pretty cool. Hmm? Um, it's like, well, 1985, another guy hit his head in a toilet. Got yeah, a yeah. plan to make a time machine. I remember that guy. <laughs> All right. Um, my number four is <laughs> I just have the goddamn weird German family. What's going on in that household? <laughs> This is River Phoenix and his dad and his mom and his 18 different siblings running around the house looking for the bug bomb or whatever. I didn't even understand what he was saying, but... Uh. So all German scientists. Yeah. Yeah. They're all kooky. It reminded me of the scene in Caddyshack where you see it inside that kid's house. What's his face? Oh, the caddy? Yeah. Yeah. The titular caddy in Caddyshack. And he's got a bunch of kids and the dad's just walking around. He's like, who are you? Are you one of mine? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Just eating breakfast at the table. <laughs> and, just, and this is something that Stranger Things nails. Like, the parents are so oblivious. And they're ripping holes through the house and all the other shit. They don't know what's going on. Just looking for... What was he looking for? Bug bomb? Like a... This is some kind of bug spray. Yeah. So why was he so obsessed with that? So weird. Maybe it was his invention. <laughs> I don't oh. know. Anyway, making Germans look good. <laughs> Wolfgang. Yeah, Wolfgang. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it uh, back. Scott, number four. All right. Uh, before was the the first, again, this goes back to what Jeff was saying about before they even go into space, uh, the being the, the better parts. But when they first go to the junkyard, and uh, they, they really did a great job selling that, like, all the the cool shit that was there that they would need for the uh, for the eventual spaceship that they put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then Ethan Hawke and just all the weird stuff, like all the, the funhouse stuff that happened to be around. Uh, this, is, this is a really cool scene. And it, it sparks some memories as, uh, for me as a kid. Um, really, really liking that scene as well back then. So yeah, that's my number four. The first time they go into the junkyard. Is that, that's also when they get the dog, the bubblegum. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. He likes bubblegum? Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seeing a dog chew bubblegum is pretty hilarious. 
I don't think I've ever seen that before. And then he died. <laughs> it wasn't chocolate bubble gum. Dogs, dogs can't digest, but can't digest gum. Well, nobody can. Yeah, I was what do you mean nobody can? Deck officer. All right, Alex. Number four. <laughs> My number four is related to Scott's uh, number four also, but building the ship itself. Not only going to the junkyard to collect all the stuff, but putting everything together. It's uh, pretty nice, and having that drill almost kill Ethan Hawke. That was crazy, because that was real. <laughs> Wait, what? One of the, the, the muscle... The kid that was the muscle was like drilling a hole, and Ethan Hawke was on the inside. And all of a sudden, oh. you see this drill coming, and like right inches from his face, is like, "Hey, you must hit me with that thing." Okay, but you're are not you crazy? Like the on, on set, that didn't happen. It sure looked like it. <laughs> well, it could have been a stunt, stunt bit, stunt bit. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I'm a sucker for montages, and them putting this rickety <laughs> thing together was pretty awesome. Because it's it shit, like, I mean, we could do that. I don't think I have the, In theory. To do that. I think we could. So what about the the Tilt-A-Whirl? After he saw this movie, I always noticed those in the amusement parks. Ah, we're going to build a spaceship out of that. Yeah, explorers. <laughs> and that's what the ride was called, right? Tilt-A-Whirl, if I remember correctly? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, wait. Yeah, no. Yes. What's the one? Is it Tra- no, yes. Traban, the one that uh, everybody pukes at in Sandlot? I thought that was a tilt a whirl. That know, was a different thing. It's different. Uh, no, it's tilt a whirl. I just looked it up. Yeah. Which one? The Explorers one? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm getting nauseous just thinking about either one. That's something as a kid I could do. I wouldn't even try to do it today. Uh, Mr. Glass got his bones broken on a Tilt-A-Whirl. Oh, yeah. That's right. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> my number three? Right now. Yes. Nailed it. All right. Um, <laughs> the the spy, Basically, spying on the girl, being Peeping Toms, is pretty damn hilarious and pervy at the same time. I don't know if you can do that in movies today. But, uh, it could, but it'd just be a different movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's innocent, right? I mean, they're just looking in a girl's window. There's teenage boys looking in a girl's window, but yeah, it's so pervy. And he's just, they're down there with his, their computer and up a little bit, just sitting Indian style. It's, like, it's so weird, but it's something that stuck with me as a kid. So um, it holds it's like, up. Yeah, I should do that. <laughs> yeah. What was it, Jeff? Bird watching? Yeah, see? 1985. <laughs> what? What, Lorraine? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scott, number three. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> and this has already been alluded to, but uh, um, <laughs> this one goes both ways. Um, meeting the aliens for the first time. Uh, again, um, flashbacks of me watching this as a kid and being a little scared, but then everything being all right. And, uh, I, I did like how they, they just looked fucking weird. Um, the, like there wasn't a, <laughs> they weren't planning on making toys out of these characters. <laughs> like yeah. I got that, that distinct impression, which I appreciated. Um, but then they just had to ruin it by, by having them just spout movie shit for like the next half hour. Yeah. And that got old real quickly. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the, the aliens and then the, <laughs> the, the low of having to listen to them spout stuff over and over again. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it was, it's pretty bad. Um, but the design itself is cool. Freaky and not freaky at the same time. Um, all right. Alex, number three. Uh, yeah. The aliens, just like Scott said. They look really freaking weird. They're definitely unique in the world of kid-friendly aliens. And uh, the reveal was uh, very nicely done. I was still creeped out a little bit uh, watching it as an adult. I knew eventually what what happened, but it was still pretty well thought out. And the dad 
spoiler alert, the dad alien that shows up at the end. They did a really good job of making him seem big in his arm, head, arms, and stuff. It was like, oh shit, this guy's gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turned, in, turned into like alien peanuts. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my number two is the kid actors. Uh, they really carry this, especially Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix. Well, I think River Phoenix is overdoing it a little bit with his nerd mumbo jumbo. I still think he does it pretty good. And Ethan Hawke, and also a little too. Just too. Yeah. Don't you ever want to know it's in the stars? Yeah, a little too earnest. But they're kids, and I remember liking it as a kid, so I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And the fact that both went on to be uh, good actors um, as adults, or <laughs> almost adults. Um, yeah. How old was River Phoenix when he died? Was he even 20? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. he was in the was, Sneakers. The, the Viper Room? What? Yeah, that's right. He was in Sneakers. Okay. So was, was it the Viper Room that he died outside of? I don't remember. But anyway, okay. So very young adult, and Ethan Hawke's still doing it. So, um, and it's a kid's movie, so I get it. But I, yeah, I really liked it. The other kid was fine, too. Uh, it's almost like that guy could have been Corey Feldman or something. Just dropped him in there, and it would have <laughs> worked. <laughs> Uh, just as well. So I really liked it. Just seeing them. And I think this is what makes Stranger Things good. Just seeing the interaction of the kids hanging out together and doing stupid stuff, uh, which makes watching these movies fun, looking back on it. Um, and I have a little bit more to say about that my number one. So I'll stop there and pass to Scott for number two. Okay. So my number two was building the ship. Uh, Alex pretty much covered everything. Um, but just... <laughs> the the idea that they just use all this junk to make the ship and just kind of fit it all together without really stopping to think like <laughs> anything about structural integrity or anything like yeah. that. Uh, they just basically wanted an enclosure. Um, it, it was all pretty insane. Uh, and I have a couple things to well, say about that in the, the honorable mentions. But um, yeah, just, just them building it. Uh, as Alex said, the, the montage. Uh, the... the as as a kid, I'm sure I loved seeing other kids fucking use welding torches and <laughs> yeah. and buzz saws and Power yeah tools. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's my my number two. Building the ship uh, is better than actually them flying it. Yeah. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is just the general VFX of everything, done by uh, ILM Industrial Light and Magic. For those who don't know. Uh, knowing now what it takes to do the special effects in the modern age and stuff, since, you know, we're all exposed, a lot of us are exposed to that. Uh, I appreciate the older effects a lot more. So not only all the cheesy stuff, the Tron uh, dream sequence, but also just the spaceships. The ship design was so weird and different from anything else. And then the big ship comes in and it it's uh, forcing to dock the smaller one inside the hole. It's like, oh, that, sh- that shot was really cool. Yeah. And I liked some of the more, I don't know to call it simple stuff, but like, so when that he first activates that thing in his basement and it's just, t- the ball itself looks terrible, but when it's destroying the whole house. Oh, yeah. You know, like, how is that being done with, you know, air cannons and I don't know what's going on, probably real it's bullets. Squibs. Being- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> squibs and stuff. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the cat fucking cat makes it go ape shit yeah and i was gonna say the one i think we talked about this before that's why i stopped watching special features on dvds because once jurassic park came out it's all computers but back then I was like, okay how did they do that you know and you hear like ghostbusters and how they make the, the library cards flip out they have little copper tubes with air compressors behind blowing it out that's i find that fascinating but like nowadays it's oh we scanned it in the computer and we multiplied it and put some textures on it that's it yeah and I'm not saying it's not easy or it's yeah it's not easy but it's just boring it's not a computer did it a wizard yeah, did it. It's, pretty, yeah it's pretty much <laughs> what it is it's like oh we rigged this special you know mesh that goes over the actor's face with a bunch of dots on it it's like yeah that's every special effect now really <laughs> yeah it's a shame but yeah alright uh, well my number one is pretty much what you guys already said was building the ship um, so you guys covered most of it. I just, 
Why I liked it is it just reminded me of... We never build a ship, obviously, but we'd always build forts and stuff at people's houses. And that's kind of what it reminded me of. Finding yeah. a, a spot in the backyard or someone's garage or something and cleaning it out. And we weren't using power tools, but we would grab a hammer and nail maybe for certain things or uh, most likely a broom to sweep it out and <laughs> weird things mm-hmm. like that. So <laughs> I like that. And then on top of that, the first time they get in the ship and they just, you know, they all, they're ready to go and they just have candy and, Stuff like that packed, which <laughs> yeah. yeah, very yeah. the essential supplies. <laughs> yeah, and to me that just that just reminds me of like a sleepover, right? Go out of the tent or in your friend's room, and yeah, you just have the popcorn and some candy or whatever. It just was, I don't know. That's just the stuff that it reminded me of. That's why I liked it. Um, so that's it. Building the ship and the and the boys in the ship before they actually. I guess the first flight is fun, and then once they go into space, it's boring. All right, Scott, number one. Okay. Uh, my number one is probably the the most sci-fi part of this. Now, the aliens are, you know, pretty fantastical, so I don't really count them, but the, the whole sharing the dream thing I thought was a really cool concept. And really, I wish they would have played that up a little bit more. Um, but, like, how Ethan Hawke's character um, starts building the ship, and then uh, how... Um, the the other kids eventually get connected and how the girl gets brought on and how this is kind of their reward at the end of the movie being able to have these lucid dreams uh was was pretty cool um i even uh, probably my favorite special effect in the entire movie was when the the other kid um uh, wanders around the ship and he has uh, like all the dream memories kind of implanted into his head but like the little like uh, whitish blue lights that kind of snaked its way into his head uh, oh yeah, well, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just just the dream connection, like for me that like a, as a as a narrative standpoint from a narrative standpoint made them like the the most sense out of everything that was going on. Because uh, it didn't really require any explanation. Um, so yeah, that that was my number one. I I really dug watching this again. The the whole dream thing. Cool. I agree. Uh, Alex, number one. My number one is Ethan Hawke's character Ben. How he he was just really disappointed with the aliens once he got up there. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was my favorite part. He's like, "What? This?" He says, "What?" Like like eighteen times. Yeah, he's on the ship. And I felt the same. It's like, uh, really? Because I'd forgotten. Just uh, this just went on and. I almost had a goddamn seizure watching all the TV parts glitch out and everything on the giant screens. Ugh. And eventually they brainwashed them into liking the aliens. <laughs> but still, just this utter disappointment at the end. They've gone through all this trouble. They're in space. They've warped all the way to the ship, and it's just... Ugh. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else has been that disappointed with aliens, really. <laughs> never. <laughs> Not since we saw... Uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> signs? You say signs. Anything that had the... Characters. T- anything that had the title Aliens and Predators in the same verbiage. Yeah, but the, al- the, the characters inside weren't disappointed with the aliens. Not yeah. like... No, but, but that's true like what if the like the first uh alien contact you make is with just some <laughs> some just some trash guy the guys that just got have been banned from their galaxy or whatever and they're just you know oh like, we're in fucking jar jar yeah oh no. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess, guess yeah Qui-Gon was pretty disappointed <laughs> <laughs> so yeah all right uh that wraps up that let's rate it um, I will go first. Ah, this is hard because I liked it a lot as a kid, but uh, I, if I never see this again, I'd watch it again. Five. That's my rating. That's a generous rating on my part, but I'm getting it a five. Scott. Um. Yeah. Uh. Again, it wasn't on my list, but the the kids managed to hold the movie together. Uh. 
I did like the the sense of exploration, um, the dream thing. I had enough going on, f- enough going for itself. It didn't feel like a ripoff of everything else that was going on in the eighties. Uh, and Kid Me loved it, so a five. Okay, Alex. Wow, you guys are generous. <laughs> um, oh, we're the generous it? ones. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I gotta give this a four. It's just that last third. It was just everything up until that point. It was just the contrast between me being excited again about this movie and then that last third. It was just so disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Four. All right. So all that you're still a generous one. All right. That wraps up this. So we're into our crossover list, and it's going to be custom-built vehicles in movies, television, video games. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, before we start, sorry for the irregular, uh, for not telling you guys ahead of time, but we're at your list. We do miss them, but with the holidays and everything, we, we're uh, kind of trying to catch up so we have enough episodes to cover our time off. But uh, we'll, we'll announce uh, new call-outs for new episode lists soon promise yes sounds good yeah all right so for a crossover list we're going to do uh, custom built vehicles um so these guys built the spaceship so what other people do in other movies and this was a hard list sounded good yeah, no, i thought it was gonna be easier <laughs> so mine have turned into a list where they've they've modified in some time an existing thing because i had a, so i'm interested to see what you guys have um but my number five would be I have the murder bus from Dawn of the Dead. Uh, the remake. <laughs> that, that was my, that's my number five, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly because of the chainsaw slots. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the movie, toward the end, they have to escape the mall. And so they just modify a bus and make like a chainsaw slots, like Scott said, and big plow on the front and barbed wire and everything. And, um, it yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it would have so, worked without them, without the chainsaw slots. Yeah. It, it all ends up for a, a nice death scene where the, the chick gets yeah. the chainsaw on her. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Murder Bus, Dawn of Dead. Uh, so, sounds like anything else to add, Scott, then? Uh, nope. Uh, woman gets sawed in half. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Alex, number five. My number five is not from the murder bus from Donna Dead. It is the rocket ship from Despicable Me, the animated movie by Illumination. Where at first, Gru needs funding to uh, build a rocket so he can go up into space and steal the moon. But he doesn't get it from the supervillain bank. So he has to scrounge up money wherever he can and that he uses stuff from his own house to finish uh, completing the rocket and everything. It turns into, like, this hodgepodge thing, and he's got his own, like, uh, living room chair as the pilot seat and a toaster powering some other science stuff. I've never seen it. Neither have I, so... It's pretty good. Okay. As far as kids' movies goes. Alright. Um, by number four... <laughs> I have the Castaway Raft... I don't know. He had okay. to build. He, he built it from scratch. <laughs> he built a vehicle to get off the island. Um, and he used really... the porta potty. I don't remember the porta potty. He did, but yeah, that was the thing that wouldn't because the waves were so strong that it would keep him inside until he got the piece of a porta potty and stuffed a plastic piece. Just he just used the corner so that at the right time he popped that open like a sail and it boosted him over. Uh, That's right. The breaking waves. That's right. And he had Wilson on there. Yeah, his nice little <laughs> perch for Wilson. Yeah. So uh, I'm reaching here, folks. That's my number four, Castaway Raft. Scott. Okay. Uh, speaking of reaching, <laughs> uh, number four, I have uh, almost every A-Team episode. Uh, they they did. On my list? Yeah, I'm going to allow this. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, it's not a specific episode, but you know they would they would take a school bus and like. Slap on some uh, some sheet metal chainsaw on it and chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, uh, occasionally yeah. they would they would they would <laughs> modify the van, but it was mostly like buses and other shit. Uh, 
and then we'd bust through someplace and magically not kill anybody by driving through a wall. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Was, uh, again, kid me, love that shit. <laughs> yeah. Tractors, bulldozers, all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. Alex. My number four is Anakin Skywalker and his pod racer. You go to hell, Alex. Well, he built it from scratch, didn't he? Eh, there it is. It's what almost happened? the second best part of the movie. Wait, what? Pod racer. I have a pod racer. I'm going to allow that. That's a good one. Good job, Alex. I think he just found the pod and then he built the engines himself out of scrap that he scrounged up. There it is. I know, you know, I don't like to mention Star Wars movies in the list, but come on, it's a prequel. This is reaching. I like how you mention it in every list, and every list you have that preamble. <laughs> Not every list. Uh, ah, oh. you swindled me. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, uh, my number three is every car in the Mad Max movies? Question mark. Yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, I'll allow it because I was I was definitely thinking about putting one on the list, but there wasn't like a specific one. Oh, I got a specific well, one. So well, my specific one was the one in the last movie, the big uh, bad guy car. I don't even know the name of. Uh, oh, fuck you, Jeff. Oh well, that's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I have the specifics on that car, but okay, okay. I, won't say that I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> I won't say anymore. But um, yeah, there's so many little cool different modifications of these cars throughout the uh, movie. So say no more. Mad Max say cars. No more. Scott, number three. Okay, yeah, my number three is Ashes, Army of Darkness, Oldsmobile. Oh yeah, that uh, the, he throws the the giant like fan blade on the front of it to chop shit up. Uh, turns it into like a pseudo tank. Uh, where he found gasoline, I don't know, but <laughs> apparently he there was enough. Gunpowder. He made gunpowder. <laughs> oh okay. In the engine. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he still there was still enough oh, no, in there to get going. It was steam powered. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's how we did it. Yeah. Turns out Ash was a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for for being the dumbest guy. Simultaneously <laughs> <laughs> the arm. smartest and dumbest guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the olds. Uh, I like how it, it drops with Ash. Um, twice. Once <laughs> at, the, at the beginning of uh, Army Darkness and at the end of Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> like stabbing the car, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, uh, unrelated, yeah, but yeah, that's a good, re- that's a good reaction. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, number three. Mental dragon. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is Little Lightning, the boxcar derby racer that Homer and Bart built. Ooh, okay, that's a good one. <laughs> it falls apart almost instantly, and then when Bart joins. Uh, Martin's TV races with his uh, NASA space shuttle car. <laughs> Homer's like, it's just going to be in, in Little Lightning. <laughs> he sits on a car and just falls apart instantly. Yeah. Okay, I agree. At the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, my number two, once again, this is it's cheating, but I'm going to say the Ghostbusters car. Um while the, they didn't build the car itself, but they built all the attachments and everything to it. Uh, the containment unit and the holder for the, the proton pack. By, by virtue of the containment unit in the back, I'll allow it. <laughs> Thanks. Because I'm, I'm reaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just cool. That's a cool siren and has a cool paint job. Yeah. yeah. So, Ghostbusters. Ecto-1, I should say. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Alright, Scott, number two. Number two is the Batmobile. Uh, take your pick. Yeah. Uh, Adam West Batmobile, the Burton Batmobile with the armor, the Batman Begins, which wasn't really a Batmobile, but whatever, it was still cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even even the latest one, uh, it was more of a, a throwback uh, with uh, Batfleck. Uh, it, they're all badass. Regardless of who's in the bat suit, or <laughs> what, what's going on in the movie, mm-hmm. the animated series Batmobile—that's my favorite. Oh yeah, that one's sleek. Mm-hmm. That's based off the Burton one, though, right? Probably. 
kind of, but it just, it's cooler, <laughs> in my opinion. Okay. All right, good call. I thought about it, but then for some reason that didn't make that didn't qualify for me. But Ghostbusters car did. I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. I got a feeling we're all gonna have the same number one. Uh, maybe. Uh, Alex. My number two is the titular Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. We love um, you. There's a, eep, half of a eep, car, uh-uh. a boat, and uh, yeah, he just goes into this fantastic story about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang flying and being uh, a flotation device and stuff. It's a neat car. Why didn't you have Herbie? Because he was already built. They didn't. Nobody built Herbie. He was just uh. born. Okay. Yeah. If anybody's gonna to Google Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, be careful how you spell it. <laughs> Just saying. Nice. Mm-hmm. Alright, my number one, I didn't want to do it, but it's DeLorean. Yep. DeLorean. Nope. Definitely definitely DeLorean. I should probably just put the Explorer ship on here and not have that, but I, too bad. I'm putting it on. Same it's here. DeLorean. It counts. DeLorean has a flex capacitor. It counts. Yeah, it's got weird stuff on the back. It's got Mr. Fusion on the front <laughs> later on. It's got science. It's got goings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The wheels turn upside down. It's it's a fine. It's, it's got some style, as Doc Brown would say. Mm-hmm. So, DeLorean, Back to the Future. It one flies. So Scott, anything to add? Uh, any any car that uh, um, can <laughs> any car that you can use to make your parents bang? <laughs> Jeebus. Nope. It's worthy of this list. <laughs> All right then, Alex, number one. <laughs> My number one, as you mentioned before, uh, pretty much any car in the Mad Max universe. There's that weird cow hide car from uh, Thunderdome that I really like that really is an attention grabber but number one is Immortan Joe's Ride and it's called the Giga Horse it is such a cool fucking just giant beast of a car it's pretty much a 57 Chevy on top of another 57 Chevy (laughs) yeah it's so crazy (laughs) it's like the back of it is like the front of another Chevy with the giant motor in front and it's like angled it's like a mean angle, like 45 degrees up. It's like, oh, so cool. It's an awesome car. I think it's a working car, too. So there you go. I think it is, yeah. I think yeah. all that stuff worked. So cool. All right. Uh, that wraps up our list. Any honorable mentions? Uh, just one. The uh, the SUV with, like, the, the fucking guns mounted on it from Tangled Cash. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's so fucking stupid. Jeebus. But I, again, I probably remember loving it as a kid. It's a, or I remember mm-hmm. probably loving it as a kid. Yeah. Anyway, um, my honorable mention was the A team that Scott already mentioned. I'm disappointed in all of us because I feel that we're missing some big ones out there. Probably. So let us know, people. Let's. Uh, I feel like I'm missing non cars. Yeah, just let us know what we've missed. Uh, I'm sure we have. It's, it's, it felt easy when we when the subject came up, and it was mm-hmm. extremely hard. Um, all right, and in that case, it is time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Not sure why I yelled Sports ball? So there's this uh, up-and-comer called uh, that got drafted to the Lakers. Oh, yeah? Le- LeBron James. Yeah, I've heard good things about him. Yeah? Is he good? Uh, does he does he play basketball? He he does play basketball. I hope so. Uh and now apparently for the Lakers. Mm. Uh so there it is. So I'm sure Alex you're excited for for them to win that sport that they play. Oh yeah. They're going to win the uh the uh Stanley's Cup. Yeah, close this enough. Year and get them get themselves a ring of they, some sort. It's it's not impossible. That, that 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 would happen. Mm-hmm. The all the lakes in uh, L.A. are going to be proud of the Lakers. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Los Angeles is famous for its lakes. Mm-hmm. They all smell. 
So I, for one, can't wait for all the casual Laker fans to start putting their flags back on their cars and driving around the city. <laughs> yeah. It's been a nice, like, six years of no one talking about the Lakers. Is that, is, is that like, you know, I don't, I don't travel across the country that often. Is, is the stupid flag thing, is that just a Southern California thing? Or do other people do that stupid shit? I don't know. But it, it seems like it's Laker fans and Ducks fans. I just noticed the most. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure other I'm sure the Angels and Kings and Dodgers do it, but I, to me it stands out for Ducks in the playoffs and Lakers like twenty four seven when they're good. And then when they're not good, no one cares. Yep. And now everyone's gonna be doing it again. Well, I wouldn't say that they're good yet, so. I mean <laughs> But on. but yes, but yes, people will be flying <laughs> the flags. And the Lakers are automatic. They're already, they're like the second favorite odds to win the Stanley Cup this year, as Alex said. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just, just after not, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I am not a big basketball fan. Um, you know, when I do watch it, I do watch the Lakers. I'll be I'll watch a few more games maybe this year. Um, so there we go. It's just the game slows a lot, slows down a lot when somebody makes a basket. Somebody has to go up on the ladder and get it. Yeah, they should have been some kind of hoop or something. Yeah. Where it falls through. So yeah. You, have to, yeah. You, know. you got to invent a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holes, that's it. <laughs> All right. It's time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. All right. So I'm just now hearing about this. I guess this, is new, this news started back in April. We might have even talked about it at some point. But uh, apparently Quentin Tarantino is very interested in a in making a Star Trek movie. And yeah. uh, the little bit of of crack research that I did. Uh, it seems like this is actually like a credible story um, to the point where JJ Abrams is kind of helping him get set up. Uh, I, I see. I can't imagine this ever gets made. Uh, those movies make too much money for, for Paramount to dick around with them making an R rated Star Trek. I would like that. I'm sure yeah, a lot of people here. would, but, uh, um, who who knows? You maybe maybe the Deadpool argument. Or yeah, something. I was gonna say maybe with with the advent of Deadpool, uh, they can they can swing that. Uh, although it's it's difficult to imagine Star Trek with the swearing and and ultra violence and perhaps some nudity. Uh, so we'll 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 see how it goes. Uh, I again I, I would be interested to see how this works. So I will be following this story as it, as it develops. Um, speaking of. Other weird projects. Uh, <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, there's going to be a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and <laughs> yeah, live action. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know that it's going to be live action. It's going to be live action. Uh, well, I can't imagine Sorry, that Sonic Sonic Sonic's not going to be live action. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, yeah. yes, Jeff. I'm sure they probably already made several Hedgehog movies. Um. But uh, uh, but anyways, the, the 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 news about this is uh, I think Jim Carrey of all people is signed on to play Eggman, um, yeah. aka Doctor Robotnik, the the Western localization that they slapped on there for uh, quite a few Sonic games. I don't know when they officially started calling him Eggman like they do in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, Personally, Robotnik makes a lot more sense. I yeah, I like cool. I like Robotnik, uh, like the Damon of itself. But the Eggman, while silly, does fit in with his theme because he everything's egg themed with that guy. Yeah, that's true. For some reason, uh, so yeah, I thought that was a weird bit of of uh, news and <laughs> um, crossing both video games and movies. Uh, so there, that is Jim Carrey coming out of the woodwork to play Doctor Robotnik. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finally, just uh, less less news than just some uh, a, a note here. Uh, so, with Ant Man and the Wasp coming out really soon, um, probably be out by the time this airs. Uh, or well, no, it won't. No, uh, Ant Man will be out just after this, this airs. week. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp will have been uh, the MCU's twentieth movie. That's crazy to think about. I know, we, I know. I know we've talked about in the, the lead-up to Infinity War about people watching the entire series and 
or the entire MCU and about how much time that takes, but, but 20 movies. Like, I don't know that I could name them all if we sat here right now. Yeah. I could. I, pro- I probably could. <laughs> don't pretend Jeez. you can't, Scott. Yeah, I, Scott. I would have to <laughs> the biggest MCU dork of all of us. I would have to think about it for a second, though. <laughs> okay. Um, it would give me pause. Yeah, that's just a shitload of movies. And uh, mm-hmm. with a couple of exceptions, they've all at least been entertaining. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, keep the ball rolling. Keep up the good work, MCU. Uh, this is this is the the world we live in. This is the block to make a blockbuster. You've either got to have like I don't know Tom Cruise, or it's got to be about a superhero at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Amen. The Wasp. I will uh, probably be going to see it opening weekend. I don't have any plans as of yet. Uh, I am. I, li- I like the movie enough that I'm. Interested in seeing the second one uh, in its initial run here. Mm-hmm. If we can, we should set something up. Then maybe we can. Yeah, let's not a, a bad podcast idea. about it. Not a yeah. bad idea. You guys want to drive up to LA on Friday? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because of uh, Anime Expo? No, thank you. That's right. No, no, no. But anyway, that is. All I really wanted to talk about today, uh, Alex. Did you have anything you wanted to go uh, over? Here? Not, not really. Just anime expos happening this week as well. Uh, so if you're a big anime fan and you're going, uh, good luck. And may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but there's usually a lot of cool stuff that they sell uh, only at conventions, or that you could only get there, or if you imported from Japan. So it's pretty neat. They got a lot of neat stuff, and they usually show some uh, video games that you wouldn't normally get exposed to. There it is. All right. Uh, for me, I don't really. I just a couple reviews. I finished Westworld season two. Eh, <laughs> I, I might be over the show. It looks amazing, and I like that. I love the tech, but. I don't know, either I'm too dumb for it or they're trying too hard to, like... <laughs> they have all these different timelines and, just, and it's just... Like, I don't know why you just can't tell a straightforward story. Um, so <laughs> like kind Quentin of, Tarantino. Yeah, but see, his... <laughs> they're doing it because they're not good storytellers and they're trying to hide, like, the secret at the end, where his uh... is not that, right? Like, it's... At least that's how I'm... Now, I've seen Pulp Fiction a million times. I've only seen this once, but it, it, it feels like it's it's... Especially this season, they shouldn't. To me, I don't think they needed to do these multiple timelines and um, just to confuse. And then everybody, I don't know, you guess the premise. Some people are robots, some people aren't. And now it's just it's weird. Uh, but I would recommend watching it and, ju- and ju- forming your own opinion if you haven't yet. Hmm. And I just started watching West Wing, which I've never seen before. So, oh, um, I'm just through the first couple episodes and. It's been recommended. I think you've talked about it before, right, Scott? Yeah, it's it's one of my, I guess, yeah, it's probably one of my all time favorite. Yeah. The 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 funny thing about like I I rewatched a bunch of episodes fairly recently, um, and the funniest thing about it is, uh, especially like so, um, Allison Janney plays the press secretary, right? And like one of the the running things that happens a few times is she fucks up in the press room. And, like, on the show, like, it's the end of the world. Like, she just, like, misspeaks a little bit. Like, she doesn't even say anything that, that bad. And, like, everybody's like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> like the world's going to end for everybody. And and just seeing, like, what's happening in the real world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It doesn't matter. None of it matters. It's actually pretty funny now. Like, to go back and watch some of these episodes. You think, like, in the show, it's like, oh, we just committed a political suicide. No, no, you really didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turns out. Yeah, it's just funny. It's not even that far removed, like, and then, you know, it's, I mean, obviously it's, it's like way over dramatized, but like, you know, it, it was still based on real politics, um, uh, at least loosely, um, back in the like 2000s almost. Geez. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. starts, it's pre 9-11. They're using pagers. Right. So it, it's, it's more years back than you think. And yeah, and we've gone through a couple different presidents since then. And so that's what I'm already like, uh, this is nothing. But then. I could tell you the first two episodes are talking about gun control and they're talking about uh you know a missile shot over the Middle East. So some things don't change at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
depressing. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, so far first two episodes good. It's fun seeing some of these people a lot younger. Young Rob Lowe, you said Alice and Janney. Seeing Womack, that was awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's the staff. yeah, he's yeah he's great on the show. First the whole cast is great. Yeah. So that that's it. That's all I got. Um, is there anything else? Not for me. Nope. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.